raw, gritty, and defensive. Respectfully, welcome to the podcast where I make people feel really uncomfortable with conversations that uproot and confront traditional mindsets around life, religion, love, sex, and much more. I'm Catherine Lachey, and this is Truth Be Bold. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's going on, y'all? You know what it is. This is the one, the only, Catherine Lachey. This is episode six of Truth Be Bold. We've been doing this for six weeks together, y'all. Like, thank y'all. I I appreciate those who have consistently listened in. I thank y'all. Even some of the ones who have asked questions and sending me, you know, ideas of topics to discuss. Um, Next week, I got something really interesting for y'all at the request of uh, one of my followers. So I'm really excited to address that topic because it is an interesting one, but I won't give it away just yet. Anyway, this week, before I get into it, go ahead and make sure you, uh, hit the like buttons, share, subscribe, rate it, all that jazz. All right. Let's just get that out the way. Let's take care of that before I do anything else. This week, this, uh, today's episode is church hurt while healing the blame game. All right. So, This is something that I've experienced and I know people that have experienced. So this is an interesting topic to me. Like this is, this is a juicy topic. Okay. Like this is a talked about topic. Okay. This is probably in, um, in many ways, like for some people, it's kind of melodramatic at this point. Like now, you know, it becomes a a crutch for not getting, getting a life right. But that's a whole nother conversation for another day. I'm not about to get into that. Okay. We're not about to do that right now. Not at all. All right. So. Um, this time I got, you know, I have to do my disclaimer. It's a weekly thing. I am not going to solely come after the church and its flaws. Okay. So for those people who got like a gripe against the church, I'm not necessarily just coming after the church today. Okay. I'm coming for the church hurting people and for the people who always blame the church, but never want to be healed. Okay. Cause it do, it, it happened like that. Okay. Sometimes it is the church and then sometimes it's us. And we don't want to address our our issues, our traumas, but I don't want to move ahead of myself. All right. So, um, yeah, so I'm coming after the ones who always have uh, something negative to say, too, like negative to say about the church, but then never have any like positive contributive contributive ideas, excuse me, um, that can help bring some reconciliation as well. Like, you know, um, because, you know, we were always like, you know, it's the church's fault. And and sometimes I ain't lying about to sit here and tell y'all no story. It do be, sometimes it is the church's fault. Definitely. We be dropping the ball, you know, um, you know, mad, you know, butterfingers type of deal. But sometimes, you know, people have to kind of own up to that. They don't want to uh, move forward and heal past the things that they've gone through in life. And it's not just with the church. Um, but I don't, like I said, I don't want to get, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let me slow down. All right. So let's just do some basic background. Okay. Y'all know I like to, you know, do some basic background. What is church hurt? Well, firstly, it's absolutely a real thing. Okay. I don't want it to seem like it's, it's some people like to pretend like it's not, but no, it's, it's a real thing. It's not a may, it's not really made up. It's real. Um, and it's even, believe it or not, there, there are actually research articles about church hurt. 
um, like and its effect on people and on individuals and their relationships with Christ and how they view God, you know, after as a result of church hurt. So it's a whole thing. It's it's a real thing. And so church hurt is, you know, emotional, spiritual, and sometimes physical pain inflicted by religious institutions. All right. Um, and yes, I've, I've I, physical pain. I've seen it where leaders are beating members up. I've been, a, I was a part of it at one point. Um, didn't experience it personally, but I, but I know it was happening in the church, um, that I went to at the time. Uh, basically, um, when one is subject, it's, it's basically when one is subjected to, uh, the abuse of power at the hands of leaders who claim to love and serve God. All right. So, and it's not that just leaders do this, but you know, other people within the ministry can 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 do this too. But I'm I'm saying that's just kind of like an, an overall consensus of church hurt. Okay. Like so basically this kind of hurt, like I said, is primarily caused by leaders, secondary leaders, and even members of the church. Um, according to research done actually, uh on church hurt, like I said, y'all know I always gotta come with something. Uh, every year, about 2.7 million people, uh, a million church members drop um, from their church membership. 2.7 million, okay? So 2.7 million souls walking away because of encounters that they have with people in the church who say that they love God, okay? Um, and one of the main reasons in that, when you read that research article and going in depth and talking to these different people and looking at these different statistics, one of the main reasons it's basically attributed to church members leaving uh, as a result of hurt and or being wounded. Okay. Like not, you know, to, you know, go necessarily even seek another religion, but because of the experience of being hurt and wounded because of whatever, you know, may have happened, this is their reason for leaving. Okay. However, church hurt can also be used as a like, let me just say this, because it really can be used as a manipulation tactic by individuals who do not actually want to be healed. And I'm going to get into that in a minute. But they really do thrive off of brokenness. I know people who who thrive off of being broken, who thrive off, who thrive off of um, wanting to be subjected to being alone. Not because some people, there are people in the church who are not willing to help. It's because they just don't want it. You know, and I feel like for those types of people... It's easier creating conflict than developing resolutions, you know. And I'm, I'm a, I promise I'm gonna go back there later. But yeah, so it's easier creating conflict because there's no accountability there. But when you have resolution, when you begin to walk in that freedom, then you have to be accountable for it. But yeah, and so there's that. So it's, it's, it becomes a twofold. But this is not me putting the blame on people for experiencing situations. I'm the whole idea. What I'm, my premise is that it's not always the church. And so those times when it's time to get healed and there's the, the, the lack of the desire to be healed and to continue wanting to put it on the church. And so then you begin to make other churches suffer, but I'm moving ahead of myself. I want to, I want to stick to, you know, where I'm going with it. Anyway, church has uh, church hurt, excuse me, it's played a role um, in people walking away from church and a lot of situations in it, in a lot of ways, excuse me, walking away from God because people automatically uh, lump God into individuals. And unfortunately, the reality is you can't lump a an infinite and all-powerful God and perfect God with finite, um, <laughs> sometimes not really powerful, 
uh, very imperfect, very imperfect humans, you know, and we know in reality, the only one who walked in that ability was the one who came in the form of his son named Jesus Christ. So uh, the, the unfortunate part is there's the expectation that people are God, but they're not, and they're, they're human. And so they're bound to have human mistakes and flaws. And unfortunately, I hate that these experiences that are so detrimental uh, end up causing people to walk away from God altogether because they they lump him into the foolishness. Um, so, like, I just want to talk about the church hurt effect. Like, so we've gotten the background of church hurt, but what is the effect that it, like, really has? Like, and one of the effects is that it really affects authentic leaders. And what I mean by that is the leaders who really love the Lord and actually love people the way Christ loves people, like they are, they're subjected to the traumas that these individuals have gone through. And then Christians as a whole are grouped into a category. And regardless of what people say and believe, all Christians are not bad. I'm sorry, they're not. I mean, even though I know we want to believe that, some people want to believe that, but they're not. There are believers, there are Christians who actually live like Christ, who actually love like Christ. And unfortunately, the church hurt those leaders who have manip manipulated and who do operate in that Jezebel spirit, like I talked about uh, last week. Those types of people have had an effect on individuals. Uh, you know, have, they've affected people so, you know, so much that when it's time to start healing, these people take it out on leaders who really love them and really sh want to show them and demonstrate the love of Christ. And then what tends to happen is because of the people will begin to blame church hurt. And that's fine because it's hard, right? You, you, cause you don't know what people's intention you after you experience. And it depends on the type of church hurt you experience because some is way, it, it could be way more damaging in other moments, you know, like some stuff could be a small situation, but then it's some stuff it's like, oh, yo, that was, that was, that was a rough situation. Like you ran out of there with barely, with, like God spared your life type of, you know, situation. And, but unfortunately people, you know, these leaders are grouped into all these other leaders who have taken advantage of the people of God. And then, you know, church hurt sets in place. An an another effect of church hurt is that, like, truthfully, there are some Christians that are, let me say this, there really are some Christians who are judgmental, who are religious, and who are unwilling to admit their errors, right? Thus, thus, this has led to the thoughts such as, I like your Christ, but not your Christianity from Gandhi. You know, that, that thought is because, like, Christians have, and I've mentioned this before, have operated in a fashion where they have, uh, uh, separated people have been almost segregationist. Like they've done a lot of things, bigotry. It's been a lot of things that have happened that have caused people to feel like, yo, I'd rather not know Christ because of your Christian. Like there's no way that you can claim to know Christ. Or there's no way that this can be the situation and Christ not be like this because they really do feel like like this has to be how Christ really is, that he's hateful, that he hates people, that he hates people because their life joke, because of who they're dating, that he hates people because of like, but this is the reality. <clears throat> now church hurt is is deeper than those types of moments though. You got church hurt where people will, will do stuff and you know use and abuse people and their gifts. And, you know, and so it's, it's a lot of different dynamics in church hurt. Church hurt can be a, like a three-part series or something, uh, <laughs> but it's a lot of different dynamics. This is just, it's just 
one of the dynamics. Okay. Like this is just me discussing like in general, like more, you know, holistically, but you know, so people have these experience and experiences and they're viewing the church as, um, and unfortunately Christ as I'll say it like this. So when people who are like a lot of times, I think the reason I find, I, I notice that people tend to like be drawn to certain religious, like, ideologies and stuff like that is because I think they they assume that how how these people carry themselves that's how their creator or whatever their creator is that's how their creator must be and so I'll explain it like this when I think about people um who um, are very big on um Hinduism and, and you know people who are in as far as the um um meditation and chakras and all of those things those people who are big on those things like a lot of times you people may not want to believe it and i've met a lot of people who are buddhists who may practice hinduism i i know a, quite a few people okay who practice these things who actually carry who are actually very nice people that's what's so crazy to me they it's not crazy that they're nice but i say that because people encounter people like this and they're like, oh, I'm just a person who who enjoys peace. And, and, you know, even though we know the Lord is the Prince of Peace, but they don't serve my guy, you know, like these are individuals who look to other sources, but then people are drawn to that because they're like, well, whoever they serve is, is they, they clearly it's wearing, it has, it has an effect on them because look how they act. Look at them. They, they walk around with, you know, they're, you would never guess that. And, and so to, think about it as, as knowing who Christ is and not being the reflection of him, of course, would cause people to be like, oh, that must be who Jesus really is. Even though that's nowhere near who he is. He, he like, it's nowhere near who he was never an abuser. He was never a liar. He was never a manipulator. He was never conniving and sneaking. And, like he was never those things. But sometimes when people encounter individuals who inflict church hurt upon them, because, you know, from the church, like, this is what they begin to associate. And so when I look on my Facebook and I'm scrolling and I'm seeing a million comments about Christianity, Christianity, but everybody wants to meditate and, 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 and be Buddhist. Everybody wants to, you know, and it's not me knocking any other religion. I'm just saying everyone's repelled and, 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 and disgusted by Christianity because of, by, because of the, like by Christ, because of the Christians. Not because of Christ. I think people actually, I've come to the realization, I really believe people want to get to know Christ. They don't want to get to know Christians. That's the problem. Just like he said, it is like Gandhi said, people want Christ because of, because of what he represents. Okay. People want, people want to get to know Jesus Christ. The problem is people don't want to get to know, people don't want to get to know Christians because Christians aren't always the most approachable human beings. And because it becomes this idea of it is the, of Christianity is what will, is the religion that ultimately will get you into, um, into heaven and will, you know, and so salvation is the way. And because that, that happens, what, what tends to happen is, is that they begin to act like they, they begin to act like it. And there's this, this uppity and there's this nose in the air and I'm a believer and I love the Lord. And unfortunately, when you have people that come in a church that don't look like regular church members and they got stuff like tats and, and piercings and all that other stuff, they end up experiencing church hurt because you looking at you looking down on them because you feel like you you got you got the you got the sauce. It's all you. And so you now now everybody else gotta, you know, like but this is these are the experiences that people have. Like 
like I'll talk about like some of my experiences. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but I just had some weirdest. Like I've had, like, and I feel like I've told this this story of me having someone like basically. Actually, it wasn't even long ago. It was it was like a I want to say last year sometime. I went to a church, and this and the reason it didn't hurt me ultimately is because I'm in a place of of being whole. So I'm not in that place anymore, but the old me would have got offended and would have snapped. Okay. But this is what happens. Stuff like this. Like I'm walking to the bathroom. Now you see one of the men, well, I guess, I don't know if he's one of the deacons. I don't know, but he sees another gentleman direct me to the bathroom. Okay. He, he's sitting here watching this man do it. He, I'm walking into the bathroom and he go, oh no, no. Uh, you, you know, this is the women's bathroom. And I'm like, bro, are you serious right now? You just saw this this man down here at the door direct me down here to you. You was looking right at him because he pointed at you because he said the bathroom was right next to that to you down there. So you was y'all. I saw you looking at him. I was looking at you. We was looking at each other. So what? I mean, we saw each other. Come on now. And so I get to the bathroom. I'm like <laughs> the old me would have been like, bro. Like, I know you just saw him point me down here to go to the bathroom. Clearly, I ain't no man going in the bathroom. Like, I ain't got time for that. I got to pee. So, I mean, and I had to do my, you know, I know it's not the women. I know it's not the men's bathroom. It's because I'm a woman. <laughs> Thank you. And and so he's like, oh, oh you know, I, I, I just didn't know. I wanted to be sure. And it's those, even though it seems small, it's moments like that with somebody who's not healed, that would have hurt. That would have been a moment of church hurt for them. Cause they like, see what I'm saying? They just, he know he saw them point me down here. And this is what I'm talking about with the church. They be on that BS because that's how people, because it's stuff like that. It's like, you didn't consider in your mind that he was pointing me to the right bathroom as a, as a woman, like nothing, like you just automatically decided you was going to look at the way I looked and decide, oh, you a man <laughs> and locks and all lot like. You know, even though I wasn't looking masculine, but the, you know what I'm saying? My locks ain't that long, but dang, you know what I'm saying? But it's stuff like that, like these kinds of experiences or even deeper than that, that's kind of a surface level. But when, before I moved from Michigan, the experience I had where I got into it with my pastor and I had to text him to leave me alone because he was, we, we had a, we, we number one, we fell out because of somebody I was dating. That's a, that's foolishness in itself anyway. And outside of that, it was a female. So it was definitely foolishness. We fell out because he, it was a whole deal. But the, the problem was that how we handled it. And I told him, I said, yo, you can approach me in a lot of different ways. But what you don't have, what, what you don't need to ever do again is call my phone, think you about to go off on me. And, that, you know, that was the, that was the west side of Detroit rising up. Because it's like, oh, no, bro, that's not what we about to do. I don't know who you kidding, but I ain't the one. And... Like that, those kind of situations where you experience, where you in a moment where you feel like if I want to, if I see the pastor right now, he pull up right now, we about to go at it. Come on, man. But it's stuff like that. Moments like that, that cause people to question, cause people to question like, yo, God, this can't be your people. These, these, you know, is this, is these your people? Like, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> the reverse of, is this your king? But is, is these your people, Lord? Like these, these, they can't be like, what are the other options? But those are just some examples outside of the, the moments that I experienced of feeling ostracized at certain churches because during a time when I was really masculine, when I had waves and when people didn't want to deal with me and when people in, in my own family shut me out and wouldn't let me do things because they said I you know, looked a certain way and I needed to look. All of those things are church hurt, right? 
right? Those are all experiences that 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 encompass church hurt. However, however, what happens in those moments, like in me, the last experience I had before moving uh, to Texas, I decided, Lord, I want to be made whole and I want to heal. So what happens when you finally do start to heal, right? So I start, like, I feel like when you really start to heal, you really want to heal, you'll know. And the reason, and this is why I'm going to say this, is because when you go into other situations in church, you won't always, you won't associate them or, or even moments that happen with what you experience. That's when you're healing. When you're able to get to a place where stuff happens and you don't compare it. And you, like, you'll know when you heal because I'll slow down. Like, when, when things are happening and you're in a place and you're like, well, Lord, I said that I was going to be healed and I'm, I'm going into a place of healing. But yet you, shoot, somebody can like give you a quick smile. And because of the trauma, like we'd be like, see, mm-mm, they just like everybody else at them other churches I visited. I mean, like, how you know they ain't in a rush? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you know they're not in a rush to like, maybe they got somewhere to go. And instead of like, in my, my, one of my leaders says this a lot is that you have to understand that this is not that. And when you're in this, but you will only be able to understand that when you're in an authentic place of healing. If you are in a faulty place of healing and it's just you saying you want you, you being made whole because it sounds good, you'll know the difference because you'll be able to then allow people to love you, you know, in church allow people to even approach you and and not think it's, oh, here they go. Like you will be able to take correction and not feel like they dogging you. It's different things you'll be able to do and you'll be able to take responsibility for stuff. And, you know, like, so, you know, you get to a place and, you and, and ultimately it comes down to, you realize that you, you have to get to a place where you, you get, you realize that you actually want to be healed and that is authentic and that not, not because you just feel like you want to quote be healed so you can so you can participate in the church activities. No, that is not how it works. Like you have to alter, you have to really get to a place of stop to of of um to get out of the habit of like stopping that finding reasons to be mad about stuff. Like some people go back into church and they just find reasons to be mad about stuff. They they mad cuz they like and even even if the the Lord is clearly in that place, and the the leaders love God, and the leaders are authentic, and the leaders have treated you, and the leaders have done all of these things, and and not just the leaders, but the members, they're really like they really exude the love of God. Yet the unhealed version of us will choose to pick and 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 uh, nitpick at every little thing and make it a big thing because we're just not whole. And the reality is, regardless of what some people want to think, it is not always the church's fault. When some situations happen, it's sometimes we just not whole enough to, we not whole and healed enough to, to accept correction and love. So correction, when you're not healed, correction always sounds like a um, crit- criticism, like not constructive criticism, but criticism like you ain't doing your job right. You need to sit your dumb self down. You like. When you're not healed, that's what correction sounds like. Correction and love sounds like you you cussing them out because it's simply correction. But that is the sign of an unhealed individual. You know you're healed when you're able to get to a place of understanding and being like, all right, Lord, okay, that ain't that. And I ain't going to let myself get to that place. 
and you and you and, and I think I'll, I'll compare it to this. When you think about it, after you hurt yourself, right? You put a bandaid on, or let's say you you ride on, you ride in a bicycle. I'll give this example. You're 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 an avid bicycle rider, and you have one accident, and you fall and you bust your knee all up. So that next time you ride, what you gonna do? Have on your knee guards, right? Or have on a helmet. Have these things to protect yourself. And even and I'm not talking about being so protected to where people can't get in. No, I'm talking about healing can become a protection. Real healing can be a protection, like for real. Because when you're healed, you're able to stop it. You're able to stop those thoughts because the healed you was able to be like, uh-uh, get that down, uh-uh, go somewhere. Because the real you understands that these situations are not the same and that people are people, right? And that and that every everybody won't have a perfect moment. Every, everyone won't have a perfect day. How about sometimes you go and check on them if you feel like they ain't smiling like they used to? Instead of assuming that they mad at you and they got a grudge against you, you done made a whole offense up in your head because you ain't healed yet. And you like, I know they ain't, they ain't look at, they roll their eyes at me because they got a problem with How about you go check, hey, sister such and such, how you feeling today? I noticed you didn't smile like you normally do. You okay? Like, or hey, brother, you know, I know I noticed that you just walk right past and you you normally stop and give me a hug. Everything okay? You look like you got something on your mind. Nothing. But the first thing we do in a selfish way is an unhealed being is we we like, oh no, oh no, they got a problem. See, this is what I'm saying about the church. The church ain't nothing. This is what I'm talking about. That's why I'm that's why I'm be dealing with the church. And then we go out, we go out, we make Facebook statuses, and then we make and all of these things. And then it's the same cycle. We repeat the cycle because we're not healed yet, right? We repeat it because <laughs> we're not healed. And the reality is sometimes it's us doing the church hurting because we're not healed. <laughs> sometimes the ones who are victims become the abusers because we're not healed. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, how do we get to a place of, 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 of stopping or to stop being hurt and actually heal with the intention to grow. You have to, you, like, you. that's that's where we have to make the decision. That's what we have to seek God for, is getting to a place of healing with the intention to grow and and not healing to prove the people who church, who hurt you in the church wrong, not healing to, to, to be the opposite of what they declared you was going to. No, because God already has those things under control. What he spoke about you is already done. You have to get to a place of being whole so that you can be able to grow and have authentic relationships with other people in the church and be okay and not and understand that they're going to be imperfect. They will not be, they will not get every moment right. They will not have every encounter with you like a perfect one. And that's just the reality. We have to understand that and we have to be okay with that. So y'all know y'all is running to my time, and I'm I, I want to keep it you know short today. I don't want to do too much like I like I've been saying lately. I want to keep it real short and sweet. Uh, one day I may revisit this. I may re revisit this topic because I definitely want us to, you know, church hurt is not about to go away, and that's just the reality. And it's unfortunate, but it's not. Not only that, but we aren't. Some of us aren't ready to be healed, and some of us are going to keep falling into um, cycles that the enemy desires for us to fall into because we aren't really healed. And we have an, a notion, we have an idea of healing, but not the reality of it. It's for a lot of us, it's good in theory, but not in application. Okay. 
But I want to I want to get to I want us to get to a place of healing no longer just being a theory and it actually being applicable to our lives where we can be made whole from church hurt and we cannot associate every church with being hurt with with hurt and with with being these individuals who have these daggers that they're ready to stab in your back the moment you walk through the door after they say hello to you. So, you know, I, I do want to want us to get to a place of healing and wholeness and I want Every I want accountability on all ends. The church has to be accountable. Leaders have to be accountable. And people who don't want to heal have to be accountable. Now, if your situation, I didn't say this before, but I will. If your situation is clearly toxic for you and you know you're not growing, you're not, you're not where God desires for you to be, then you need to go. Bounce. Goodbye. Let God do some things on the inside of you. Let him work some things and get into somewhere where you are covered, though. But, but, but trust God to lead you to a place where you are, um, where you're authentically covered. Now, I will say this: it's kind of like dating. You'll keep attracting what's on the inside of you. And if you're a person that's not whole yet, you're gonna keep going to churches and visiting and thinking that they the church for you because you don't realize what you deserve and what you need as a whole, as a healed human, as a healed person, as a healed believer. So you're gonna keep making those same errors when you join churches, even because I know there are, there are signs. I know that the Holy Spirit. I know my Holy Spirit. And he give us inclinations. So there are signs, there are things that that happen, right? But we don't always take heed to it. So that's what we got. That's why I said, that's why we have to be whole. So we can know and the healed us will know. All right, Lord, this is it. This is the place. All right, I'm about to go into it all over again. Anyway, listen, I love y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening. It's been amazing. I I, I I'm so grateful for y'all. Y'all really touch my heart by listening every week. It, it makes me so happy, seriously. Anyway, make sure you follow me on social media at I am Lachey, I am underscore L-E-C-H-E. And because always, I know y'all want to know what's going on with the latest episodes of Truth Be Bold, go ahead, follow my podcast IG page at Truth Be Bold underscore podcast. You can also follow me on TikTok as well at Shay the Black Educator. Also, make sure you subscribe, 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 subscribe like and share. Follow me as I follow Christ. And remember always, if you ever walk away from an episode feeling uncomfortable, good, because that means the truth is starting to set you free. Until next time, stay bold, y'all.